Ours is the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government and with three little words, we the people. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Almost all the world's constitutions are documents in which governments tell the people what their privileges are. Our Constitution is a document in which we, the people, tell the government what it is allowed to do. We, the people, are free. There's a clear cause and effect here that is as neat and predictable as a law of physics. As government expands, liberty contracts. Welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. But he was always, I'm your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, coming to you from historic Roan County, Tennessee, and so very glad to have you along for the ride. Congratulations. If you're hearing this broadcast, that means you made it into 2024. And I'm sure if you're anything at all like me, you probably had a few moments here and there where you were really kind of doubting if we were going to get there. Uh, 
All right. Well, there's lots of craziness still going on, and we'll jump into some of the stories of the day here momentarily. But before we do that, I need to ask you a very serious question, and that, of course, is when things go sideways, will you be prepared? Uh, it's a legitimate question. We know things are going to go sideways. I mean, we're taking a look around. We see natural disasters occurring. In fact, Japan just uh, had a major earthquake hit them. Uh, we see tsunami warnings, high rogue waves hit California before the earthquake. I, all kinds of insanity going on with natural disasters. But then we also know that man-caused events, as the Obama administration coined the term, uh, it's also a very real possibility. Look, our southern border is so wide open, and we know that there's a lot of military-aged young men that have been just sweeping across the border uh, from African nations, from Asian nations, from Middle Eastern nations. Uh, these guys are not here looking for a better life. I mean, one or two of them might be trying to escape some political persecution back home. But the numbers we're seeing, they're being sent. And they're being sent with a purpose. So the shadow of terrorism being carried out on American soil is looming larger than it has for a very long time now. So be prepared. I mean, regardless of what the breakage in the supply chain may be. It could be the next big superbug that everybody gets all scared about, or at least the government tries to scare you with. could be a natural disaster. It could be these man-caused events, whatever it is. Don't be afraid. Just be vigilant and be prepared. If you're worried about having to go a long time without electricity or without food, then our friends over at 4Patriots has got you covered. Go ahead, visit, see for yourself, get the preparedness products that you can use now that could save your life later. All you have to do is take a look at the various items that they have. Now, you're worried about electricity? They got you covered. Check out the uh, latest in the power uh, plays that they've got over there. You're talking about the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. It very easily can keep your lights turned on, can keep your TV running, it can operate medical equipment, it can even keep your refrigerator running. It's expandable and it comes with the free solar panel so you can use the endless power of the sun to recharge it and keep everything running if that's what you've got to do. Or maybe you need to pick up some of the Four Patriots best-selling survival food kits. Delicious tasting, designed to last for 25 years. Good luck keeping it for 25 days if you got people in your house like I do. They have kits that even include real meat and really good-tasting desserts. And if the power is out and you didn't get one of the Patriot Power Generators, uh, don't worry about it. As long as you have the food here, just boil some water over a fire, simmer, and serve. You'll enjoy a hot meal and you'll stay safe in a crisis. Don't just survive. Thrive. Okay? I had folks over at 4Patriots set up a special page just for you, the listeners of this show. 
listeners of Tap Into the Truth. All you have to do is go to fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. When you're there, you're going to get to see this week's deals and discounts. Uh, I advise you to check it and go back and check it often. Uh, what you will see is there might be two or three weeks in a row where it doesn't change uh, much. In fact, I've seen a couple of weeks where it didn't change at all. But then you will also see a lot of these things change rather quickly. Some of the stuff goes away. Some of it goes on sale, and then uh, people jump on that sales price, and they run out of stock. And sometimes it can be a while before these items get back in stock. So do not miss out on your opportunity to get some of these preparedness items. Just go to fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. But again, like I said, the deals, they won't last that long, so you better hurry. Get some peace of mind. Go to fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Now that's the number four. Okay, number four, fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Uh, go do it right now. Do not miss out on this opportunity. Okay, so before I dive into the first major story, I want to hit on uh, this little bit of breaking news that was coming out just a little bit before I went to air. And that is that the Trump team has officially appealed the main secretary of state's move to try to bar him from the ballot there. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I think we all know how it plays out. It's just, it took them a minute to officially move forward. Uh, obviously the section three of the 14th amendment of the constitution, it, it, doesn't really apply here, no matter what the leftists are going to try to tell you. Uh, these people count on you not knowing the Constitution, and uh, their base certainly doesn't bother to know it. Uh, they only want to use it as a weapon that has no real staying power uh, when it comes to what they believe is right. But we're talking about a section of the Constitution that reads very simply, no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States, under any state, who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state, to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each House, remove such a disability. Now, all that means is that if Congress, both the House and the Senate, by two-thirds vote, decides to say, hey, you know what, you were an insurrectionist, but we believe you've reformed, or we believe that there were extenuating circumstances in your giving comfort and aid to insurrectionists, uh, so we're going to allow you to vote. Now, a lot of people try to make the legal argument that it doesn't specifically mention the office of the president or the vice president, so it doesn't apply. That's not really the reading here. Uh, 
Uh, I think it goes out of its way to say senator or representative. It goes out of its way to say that you can't go to the electoral college and be an elector on behalf of president and vice president. But it also says, or hold any office, civil or military. And the office of the president actually is both. Because remember, under our system, uh, the office of president also means you are the commander-in-chief. So that's a double whammy right there. And there's not very many different ways to read that unless you're just trying to say, ooh, I'm a strict originalist, and it doesn't specifically say it, so only what it says exactly. Well, then explain to me how the office of president isn't both a civil and military office, okay? So you've got that, and they can't hold any office here. This actually would only apply to people like Donald Trump because he had previously held the office and had previously taken the oath and then decided to do whatever. But here's the thing. The reason it doesn't hold water, the reason it doesn't track, it's because he's not an insurrectionist, and he's never been charged with insurrection. But insurrection, insurrection, enunciation being very important with this particular word. So he's never been charged with it. Therefore, he certainly could never have been convicted of it. Therefore, he, from a legal standpoint, is not a insurrectionist. Nor did he offer any type of aid or comfort to anyone that committed an act of insurrection. Because, you know, all the J6 uh, defendants, a.k.a. the political prisoners of uh, this administration, uh, they have not been charged with insurrection for the most part, and none of them have been convicted of it. So where is the due process? You know, a thing that only the left wants for themselves and doesn't like. Anyway, as this goes on, uh, Bellow's order won't go into effect until after the court hears and decides this appeal. Uh, and it's not the only legal action the Trump campaign has filed in response uh, to uh, Donald Trump having been removed from the primary ballot. Uh, after the Colorado Supreme Court ruled in December that Trump was ineligible to appear on its state's slate of GOP candidates, uh, the camp signaled that it would appeal that ruling to the U.S. Supreme Court, and it has. Uh, Trump's appeal to the Maine Superior Court argues four different points, and we'll see how these play out. Because, again, if he gets a fair hearing, I think he wins on all four points. Point number one, the secretary was biased, I'm sorry, was a biased decision maker who should have recused herself and otherwise failed to provide lawful due process. Now, there's not a whole lot of wiggle room in the way Secretary of State for the State of Maine works as far as rec recusing herself, but the fact that she was, in fact, a biased decision maker and that she failed to provide lawful due process, both of those are clear and obvious. Uh, point number two, the secretary had no legal authority to consider the federal constitutional issues presented by the challengers. Now, that is, it's kind of debatable, uh, so legally an interesting argument, because she has to uh, determine for the state of Maine who is and isn't eligible. Therefore, she does have to kind of consider what the federal constitutional issues would be. But to say that she has any legal authority 
to make a determination based solely on federal judgment, that is an argument that has stood up in court before. And that's why I still think that that's probably a winner for them, although certainly plausible that the Superior Court of Maine may decide, no, you know, this actually is kind of her job, and she's supposed to look at every aspect. This is at the state level, but it is a federal election, and if you're eligible, you have to meet all the federal eligibility requirements first. So I could see this one actually going either way, but the argument still stands, and like I said, courts have found along these lines in the past. Now, the other side of this, however, is the fact that we have seen the courts find against Trump in ways that they have never found against other uh, individuals in court hearings before. In fact, uh, I'm going back to the uh, the executive order that Trump issued to try and create better vetting from nations that have a higher instance of terrorism. The executive order that all the lefties called the Muslim ban, which, again, they like to frame it in the worst possible ways, uh, they admitted the, the people that were attacking Trump, they admitted in court that had this been Hillary Clinton uh, who had won and issued the exact same executive order, it'd be 100% legal. Any other person, in fact, if you'd won it and then it, it's fine. What's different here is it's Donald Trump. And yet the court still went along with it. They, they found, oh, well, you know what, regardless of the reason and the rationale and the ex explanation, we still agree with you. Donald Trump's just a racist, even though he's really bad at being a racist, guys. Anyway, uh, back to the issues. Uh, issue three, the secretary made multiple errors of law and acted in an arbitrary and capricious manner. Uh, I think that's pretty clear cut, uh, pretty obvious. Uh, the errors in law uh, certainly are self-stated. We've already covered it. Uh, the fact that uh, there has been no due process, that to begin with is an error in law. Her interpretation of the 14th Amendment uh, and her legal right to interpret the 14th Amendment are all questionable. Uh, as far as the capriciousness, however, uh, I don't know that you're going to get a court in Maine to agree with it, even though, again, I do believe it's pretty obvious for a dispassionate observer to see that this was clearly a biased decision and not really based on law. And if it was, in this case, the excuses, the 14th Amendment, uh, it was based on a very flawed reading of said law that they based it on. All right, and the fourth point, the final defense point, President Trump will be illegally excluded from the ballot as a result of the secretary's actions. Now, they've got to prove that this would be an illegal exclusion. But I think when you clearly look at the other points and realize the accuracy of at least one and three, that it's pretty clear said removal technically is illegal by the standard base levels that are established at the federal level. So I think they're probably going to do very well. But again, you never know. Uh, meanwhile, uh, back in California, 
You've got a Democratic Secretary of State uh, by the name of Shirley Weber. She took the opposite approach, uh, doesn't want to move that direction, but Lieutenant Governor of the state has requested that Weber remove Donald Trump from the state's 2024 GOP primary ballot, citing the same argument that Bellows used, but Weber has refused. In her response to the lieutenant governor, Weber said that she is required to, quote, ensure that any action undertaken regarding any candidate's inclusion or omission from our ballots be grounded firmly in the laws and processes in place in California and our Constitution, which I think is a pretty telling uh, statement. It's like, uh, look, we just can't do this willy-nilly. If we're going to do it, there needs to be a good reason, and it has to be a legal reason, a good legal reason. Do we have that there? Clearly not. All right, now... That was just breaking just a little bit before uh, came on air. I'm going to try to sneak this uh, next story in before we take the mid-hour break, because uh, this was a breaking story today as well. I, it was actually kind of funny because I was just having a conversation a couple of hours beforehand asking uh, somebody that I work with at the day job if they'd been keeping track of this uh, story about all the plagiarism of Claudine Gray, uh, Claudine Gay, the now former president of Harvard. Uh, the reason I was asking is because over the long weekend, as we celebrated the holiday, is moving into 2024, uh, more accusations, in fact, six more instances of plagiarism had been accused. In fact, one of which was practically half a page verbatim uh, just lifted from a social science uh, professor. So, uh, yeah, that took the instances of plagiarism up to 50 and was dang close to half of all of her published scholastic work. Everything she had written and had published in her name uh, from her thesis to the few articles that she had on file, she's almost half of it just plagiarized of the total. So evidently this got to be a bit too much. And with that, over the weekend, the decision was made. I think she was probably given the opportunity to resign or be fired. Harvard finally had reached a breaking point because the comment I was making earlier uh, when I was talking to the coworker. It's like, well, at this point, if if there's this much plagiarism that they're just going to overlook, I'm wondering now if I can't just scrape up the cash to pay for a semester at Harvard and then just copy and paste a bunch of stuff and walk away with a doctorate. I mean, at this point, uh, that's what they'd have to do. But a few hours after I had that conversation, Claudine Gay resigned as president of Harvard University in a letter to the university community, it was first reported by the Harvard Crimson. Now, this means that not only did Claudine Gay manage to be the first female of color president of Harvard, but she now is also officially the shortest serving 
president of Harvard. And it seems a shame that those two things went hand in hand. It is a shame, really, because this is what happens when you put inclusion as your primary purpose for a hire as opposed to merit. If you, I honestly don't think that if you were just so demanding that these intersectional boxes be checked, that you still couldn't have found somebody that was better qualified by your own standards for the position. There's bound to be some black woman uh, or some woman of color, even if it's a different color than black, that actually has done the honest-to-goodness hard academic work that would have met their standards. Because there were a few that she plagiarized from. Of course, in the case, the two that I'm most aware of, they tend to skew a bit more conservative than what Harvard would like to have had uh, on their staff, I'm quite certain. But you still can't tell me there's not some lefty that would have met the academic standards. I mean, there has to be. Anyway, Gay's reported resignation came in the wake of all of these numerous plagiarism allegations, as well as her controversial congressional testimony on what Harvard is doing to combat anti-Semitism on campus after the Hamas attacks on Israel. We saw how ridiculously horrible that was. But uh, quoting here from Gay uh, in her resignation letter, It is with a heavy heart, but a deep love for Harvard, that I write to share that I will be stepping down as president This is not a decision I came to easily. Indeed, it has been difficult beyond words because I've looked forward to working with so many of you to advance the commitment to academic excellence that has propelled this great university across centuries. My deep sense of Connection to Harvard and its people has made it all the more painful to witness the tensions and divisions that have riven our community in recent months, weakening the bonds of trust and reciprocity that should be our sources of strength and support in times of crisis. Of course, Gay then tried to diminish the allegations against her by claiming racism. Yeah, yeah. She actually said in the term, quoting her, racial animus. She said that racial animus had fueled some of the criticism against her. Now, using the qualifier some actually kind of puts her in a position where she might not be wrong per se. And in fact, I would say that uh, some of the allegations against her uh, were driven by racial animus. It was the racial animus of the anti-Jewish sentiment on campus that moved these allegations towards her. And that is a legitimate one. That doesn't diminish the allegations of plagiarism, and it certainly doesn't elevate uh, the uh, – or. The plagiarism is a legitimate argument, but yes, there was racial animus not directed towards her, but what she allowed her students on campus to direct towards the Jewish community. So, yeah, 
It's not necessarily wrong if you look at it from a couple of angles, but it doesn't really work as a defense in either case. Quoting again, amidst all of this, it has been distressing to have doubts cast on my commitments to confronting hate and upholding scholarly rigor. Yeah, as long as it's rules for thee, not for me. Scholarly rigor for all you young students trying to earn a degree at Harvard, but don't look at my scholarly work. Sorry. Back to quoting. Uh, well, let me start to paragraph over. Amidst all of this, it has been distressing to have doubts cast on my commitments to confronting hate and upholding scholarly rigor, two bedrock values that are fundamental to who I am and frightening to be subjected to personal attacks and threats fueled by racial atomists. Again, I'm going to I'm going to have to raise my hand and ask a question. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, that's a legitimate question. How is any of that even remotely true? I mean, I guess she's trying to spin this because she wants to try to get a job somewhere else, I'm sure. Let the heat die down. Let people kind of forget that uh, you're, you're Claudine Gay. Uh, oh, you're that Claudine Gay. No, we need some time to pass before she's going to be able to to elevate herself at a major university again. Although, she could be working uh, as a high-level administrator at almost any smaller university uh, before first quarter is up. I can see her being a hire somewhere. Not saying that she should be, but saying that she clearly will be a darling for the DEI crowd. Gay's been hit with nearly 50 allegations of plagiarism, affecting eight of her 17 published works. Okay? Again, nearly half of what little bit of stuff she's had published, which is well below the standard minimum that has been expected by previous presidents at Harvard. That's not racial atomist. That is some DEI-level uh, hiring practices. That right there is actually the soft bigotry of low expectations. She should be offended. If she really had as a bedrock core principle to who she is, as well as what she had committed herself to work on at Harvard, she should have been offended by the fact that with so little academic work that had been published, with so little rigorous review, with with the accusations of plagiarism that had already been leveled against her at the time that she was being considered for the position. She should be offended by it, but no, of course she's not. She saw an opportunity to get a job that she had probably coveted, that was probably paying extremely well, that was the kind of job that you could springboard into being a person of import, especially on the political left, for a long time to come. So it was just a really great opportunity for her, and so why should she care if she was literally trading on her color to get it? Color and her sex, despite the fact that, you know, the left doesn't actually believe in, that women exist.
as demonstrated by the fact that they think anybody can be a woman. But nearly half of her published work. One of the scholars that Gay was accused of plagiarizing, we've talked about this a little bit, uh, a former guest on the show at some point, I hope to get her back on, but she's been kind of hard to schedule because she's still, but still very busy. I think she's busier now than she was when she was on staff, Vanderbilt University Professor Carol Swain. She, of course, had blasted Harvard back in December for how it handled the accusations against Gay, saying, quote, I have a problem with the way Harvard has reacted to the entire situation because it seems like, with the assistance of some of their professors and other elites, they're trying to redefine what is plagiarism. They're making the argument that there are different levels and, by extension, that some of it's acceptable. That's a problem for higher education in America. In December, Gay, along with the presidents of MIT and the University of Pennsylvania, all testified to Congress and avoided answering whether or not calling for the genocide of Jews violated the university's code of conduct, which we know it should have. We know that the rules they have in place for speech for their students, that does constitute a violation of the code of conduct, because if a conservative had come out and said anything remotely disparaging, let alone call for the genocide of any group of people, including the Jews, because then they'd be all about anti-Semitism. If they could go after a conservative, you best believe it, they would be, but no. Instead, Gay was the one who came up and was talking about how it can be depending on the context. She said that such hate speech is, quote, at odds with the values of Harvard, and that when the that kind of speech, quoting again here, speech crosses into conduct, that violates the policy. So actually, we're okay with the speech of calling for the genocide. But if you actually commit the genocide, then we might need to suspend you or something like that. Several, and I mean several, high-profile donors paused their donations to the Ivy League school. And earlier uh, applications uh, to Harvard uh, dipped to about 17%, the school said last month. So they had close to 20% drop-off on the early applications. Additionally, Congress launched an investigation into Harvard over anti-Semitism on campus. And now that also includes the plagiarism allegations. Gay's tenure, a little over six months, according to the Crimson, was the shortest in the university's history. The shortest. The first female of color president that Harvard had was the shortest because she couldn't do her own academic work. It's that simple. Uh, They can try to frame it any other way that they want. It doesn't matter. She plagiarized a lot. And speaking as somebody that writes articles and that uh, enjoys writing and I don't do enough reading on the same topics to guarantee, so I love the plagiarism plagiarism check function uh, that Grammarly has. Uh, And I'm a little disappointed Grammarly is going all into the AI the way they have, so now I've got to be careful that I'm not accidentally getting too much help from the AI when I'm going to 
correct some of the grammatical stuff. I mean, it's always been a type of AI, but knowing how important plagiarism is, how important it is to cite the folks that you're going to quote would know how important it would be to me to see something that I wrote with somebody else's byline on it. It gets, it's pretty important. But when it comes to these academics, uh, Carol Swain is a really good example, but everybody that she has quoted from in academia, it raises their status. The more that they're quoted, whether you're agreeing with what they said or you're challenging what they said, it still raises their status as a forward thinker in the field. So by plagiarizing and elevating yourself through plagiarism, you have caused real professional harm to every one of these people that you plagiarize. Now, we know the left in general doesn't mind plagiarism. Otherwise, they would have never tolerated Joe Biden. Uh, the man has plagiarized just about everything that he hasn't flat out lied about. He's real bad about plagiarizing speeches. It's up to you to decide how important that is. The Democrats decided a long time ago uh, plagiarism is not that important to them. They decided a long time ago that lying to them is not very important. They decided a long time ago that uh, a lot of things just isn't that important to them as long as they can get away with it, but still use it as a weapon against the other side. Anyway, it's done. New interim, uh, new interim president's in place. And we'll see where Harvard goes from there. In the meanwhile, running a little late, so let's go ahead and take the mid-hour break. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. This is Matt Fitzgibbons from PatriotMusic.com, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. According to reports, the vaunted Israeli IDF is kicking dragon big time in the war against Hamas. But are they really? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Just days ago, the IDF spokesman released to the foreign media a recording of a conversation in Arabic between an IDF official and a resident of Gaza regarding aid entering into the Gaza Strip through the Rafah crossing. In the conversation, the resident clarifies that Hamas has a hand in everything. Hamas completely controls the aid administered by the United Nations Refugee Agency. The friendly officer asks Gazati, didn't you try to talk to the United Nations Refugee Agency people about Hamas taking over the aid? Then 90 seconds into the recording, Gazati says a key phrase that should get every decent person's individual attention in Israel and abroad. Yes, sir. The agency employees are Hamas, sir. The United Nations Refugee Agency employees are Hamas. Dear listener, Please try your best to convince me that the Biden regime is not aware that billions of our tax dollars are going directly to Hamas. 
I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, to find out where. Go to theronedwards.com. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... All right, and I have to encourage you also, visit MyPillow.com backslash T-A-P-P. That'll take you directly to a page that shows you a lot of special sales that are currently ongoing. And man, I can't express to you enough the great items that MyPillow has other than pillows. I mean, the slippers, I'm sitting here right now wearing my moccasin slippers. They are fuzzy, warm, and now that it's winter time, I can wear them comfortably because they were too warm for me to wear during the summer. Uh, sheets, towels, all kinds of great stuff. We've got uh, pet beds, which, you know, at some point I may break down and get one of those and try them just to see uh, if the uh, animals like it as much as we're enjoying it. But a lot of great stuff. Just check them out. MyPillow.com backslash. T-A-P-P. Uh, start there. Move forward. Don't forget to use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P. Uh, no matter what you get, start on that page. Shop the rest of the <laughs> stop the rest of the site. And uh, just remember to use the uh, code T-A-P-P. Okay. Now, also, before we get back into the rolling uh, ads here, want to remind you, too, that if you have been waiting for a reason to visit our friends over at Vanish Holsters. I don't know what else you're waiting for. You need to get over there while you still have an opportunity to take advantage of the discount that you can get by going to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. And again, using that backslash T-A-P-P, it allows you to do two things. It lets them know that you heard about them from me, and it automatically activates for you a discount on that Vanish Holster. So I don't know why you would still be holding off. Uh, the There is unquestionably going to be some price increases coming in this new year. Bidenomics, is, uh, it's been hard on everybody. They've held off as long as they could. Uh, I still don't have a firm time set uh, knowing for sure exactly when that price increase is coming. So hurry. Don't don't hesitate. Look, you're going to love the Vanish holster more than any other holster you own. Because you can carry it with most any gun that you own in absolute comfort. It's so comfortable, you'll forget you're wearing it. That's why they call it the Vanish holster. 
It works with 99% of all semi-automatic handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions, and it lets you conceal two fully loaded magazines. But the best part, even though all that is great, all of that's awesome. It's part of what makes Vanish the best holsters and certainly the most comfortable holster out there. And don't take my word for it. Thousands of their customers have said so. But the best part is that it all comes with a money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it as much as I think you will, you get all your money back with their hassle-free return policy. What else you got to do? We know what's going on out there. Criminals are more emboldened than ever. The threat of terrorism on American soils looming larger than it has in decades. Don't make the mistake of not being armed just because your holster's uncomfortable. Go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P right now so you can have a holster that makes it a pleasure to carry all day, every day. Uh, what else do I have to tell you? Go now. www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say I gotta wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you gonna do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yep, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at RedBalloon.Work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschatz from RedBalloon.Work. Check us out today. Hi, this is Tim Rivers from American Gulag Chronicles, and you're listening to Tim Tapping to the Truth. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with me through that very brief break. Obviously, we're running a little long, so I need to hurry up. But before we get back to the next topic, definitely got to remind you about our friends over at Harvard Gold Group, uh, not affiliated with Harvard University in any way. Uh, we're talking about 
my gold company, uh, the folks that I do business with. I called, talked to them, got to know them. Uh, they are easily the premier conservative gold company because they're they're there for you. Obviously, they're trying to provide a service. They want to make sure that they can help you. But if you're not in a position yet where investing in gold and silver as a hedge makes sense to you, they'll tell you and they'll point you in the right direction and help you to get to the point that it is at some point. But it's clearly not something that everyone should be doing. The best way, however, to find out is to give them a call and get their free investor's guide. Uh, you should do that right away. It doesn't matter uh, if you're looking to take advantage of their low price guarantee or if you're looking to, to take advantage of the up to $15,000 in free promotional gold and silver that you can qualify for with a qualifying purchase. If you want to protect your retirement accounts or if you just want to have gold in hand, give them a call at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. Or you can just give them a quick visit at Harvard Gold Group online, uh, harvardgoldgroup.com. Obviously, that would be online. <laughs> and just talk to them, see what's going on. They should ask you, especially if you call, how you heard about them. Be sure to mention uh, TAP, TAP into the Truth. Mention that you heard about it from right here from me. Uh, and if you're online in particular, use the promo code TAPP. That will qualify you for an additional $250 in free gold or silver on top of any other promotional items that they've got going on. Uh, that, too, requires a qualifying purchase. They're not just going to give it to you for nothing, but if you're going to make this investment, if you're going to hedge against the devaluation of the dollar, the inflationary forces that are attacking it, and of course the real dangers of the digital dollar, then uh, you might as well get some for free while you're at it. If you're going to do it, it's a great thing. So one more time, give them a call. 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653 or harvardgoldgroup.com. Either way, don't forget to mention T-A-P-P, -P, promo code TAP. Take full advantage. Uh, might as well. Okay, so guess what? Situation in the Middle East, it's getting a little more wonky. Now, Iran has decided to move a warship into the Red Sea after the U.S. military destroyed three boats belonging to the Iran-backed Houthi militant groups. Uh, this, according to Iranian state media. The Houthis have launched dozens of drones and missiles above the Red Sea, and uh, they've been doing this on the regular in recent weeks. They have threatened global commerce and trade. The military group, of course, formerly recognized by the United States as a terror organization before being delisted from the terror groups by one Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. all the way back in that long, long lost age of 2021. They have threatened the shipping through the region to pressure Israel over its war with Hamas, which also uh, Hamas backed by Iran. Now, the Iranian state, state media reported this past Monday that uh, they have an Al destroyer that had crossed into the Red Sea. 
No other details were provided, according to Bloomberg. An incident over the weekend significantly ratcheted up tensions in the Red Sea, which also caused one of the uh, biggest shipping companies in the world, the second largest actually, to suspend their shipping through the Red Sea for the second time in a matter of weeks. A container ship sailing uh, under this company's flag was hit by a Houthi missile on this past Saturday. The ship put out a distress call that was responded to by two U.S. specials, vessels, enunciation being important. The U.S. ships then shot down several more rockets fired in the area of the container ship. U.S. officials cleared the uh, ship to continue its voyage after checking it for damage from the Houthi attack. The next morning, the same container ship put out another distress call after security forces on board traded small arms fire with four Houthi boats that were attempting to hijack the vessel. U.S. helicopters responded to the call, and after taking fire from Houthi militants on board the boats, those helicopters sunk three of the four boats, killing some of the militants. The fourth boat got away. How do any of these little inflatable boats get away from one of our attack helicopters? That, I, I would like an explanation. Because why would we let them get away? We shouldn't have. Not only did they open fire on free commerce vessels that are going, they're committing acts of piracy and militant action uh, in a proclaimed, professed uh, terroristic action against Israel and all Western interests. In fact, not even just Western interests. The entire world can have a great deal of the trade endangered through these actions. So why did we let one of them get away? Houthi representatives, of course, met with Iran officials in Tehran after the incident. Again, this is according to Bloomberg. The United States launched Operation Prosperity Guardian back on December 18th, this to protect shipping in the Red Sea. It handles about 12% of global trade that goes through here, and the idea was to protect this 12% of global trade from the Houthi rebels. While the U.S.-led initiative eased some concerns over shipping through the region, the Houthis' attacks have not stopped and are actually again forcing merchants to seek alternative routes. Ships that forego the Red Sea and Egypt's Suez Canal typically sail around the Horn of Africa. Instead, a detour that can add up to two weeks to a journey and depending on what it is that's being transported, can add anywhere from a few dozen dollars to a few thousand dollars to the cost to the end uh, buyer of whatever it is that's being shipped. The U.S., of course, has accused Iran of supporting the Houthi attacks in the Red Sea, though the, though the U.S. has been reluctant to act against Iran directly amid concerns of widening the conflict in the Middle East. But guess what? This conflict is already widening. It was widened today. We'll talk more uh, about what happened in uh, Lebanon uh, in the next hour. But it is widening, and Iran is making sure it's widening. And do you know why it's widening? Because Iran, like every other enemy of the United States right now, smells 
weakness. Our response against the Houthis were not strong enough to start with. Our response against the other Iranian rebels that have been attacking U.S. positions in Iraq have not been strong enough, to the point that even Iraqis are now claiming that the U.S. is acting in a way that's inappropriate, and that they're being hostile and aggressive. Well, of course we're being hostile and aggressive. We're responding, unfortunately, by blowing up empty buildings, mostly, to direct attacks against our personnel. The response should be stronger. You don't have to go headlong into a full-blown war in order to project strength. But if you don't project strength in these situations, you are inviting the escalation by the bad guys. Make no mistake right now to the biggest repercussion that we're going to see by not handling this correctly, and it may already be too late for Biden to do the right thing here. But the biggest ramification is going to be when China moses on into Taiwan. Because China is watching every little bit of it. In fact, it would not surprise me if given Iran's connection to Russia and Russia's current uh, relationship with both China and North Korea, if China's not the one pulling the strings on this anyway, one more front to keep our focus away from what they're about to do. Even though in this most recent meeting, uh, Xi Jinping told Biden face-to-face, point-blank, we're reunifying with Taiwan. Uh, When Ron was on with us last Friday, He said that they've never been unified within our lifetime. It's a thing that has not uh, been uh, a circumstance. It has been a long time since Taiwan was officially part of China, which is why this one China policy the U.S. has supposedly adopted so many years ago never made any freaking sense because how can you support Taiwan's independence and still pretend like, well, you've always technically been part of China? Yeah, well, Hong Kong has always technically been part of China, but they were a freaking independent state under British rule for freaking ever. One of the biggest mistakes that the UK made was in actually honoring their agreement and turning Hong Kong over to China. I mean, that that was a huge mistake, and the people of Hong Kong have been paying the price ever since, and world and global markets have been paying the price as well. Doesn't matter. Right? Just doesn't matter. (sighs) People drive me nuts. All right. Biden's got to get his stuff straight. They need to get this figured out. This situation is escalating. And if Biden and company doesn't build a freaking, they're going to have to build one because they don't have one of their own and they're certainly not going to grow it. They've got to build a backbone and then attach it firmly to them and then hold firm. Start responding appropriately and some more direct and a bit more hostility towards Iran is called for because we know that they're behind it. All right, let's uh, let's reset the hour. I'll be back after this very brief break. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm George Sinzer of Firefox News Online Productions, and you're listening to Tim Tap on Tap Into the Truth. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And 
David Barker with Barker Financial. Thank you for listening to Tim Tapp and Tap into the Truth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not all that hot blooded all the time, but the more I talk about Biden and his disastrous foreign policies and how much he's endangering the entire freaking world, not just the United States, but the whole freaking world. I do get a little hot. All right. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here as we dive headlong into hour number two of Tap into the Truth. Welcome back. Before we jump into the next topic, which is somewhat related to the last topic from the last hour, Need to remind you that we've got some friends over at 4Patriots.com that are ready to help make sure that you have all of the preparedness items that you need right now, that you can use right now, that could save your life later. We're talking about solar power generators. We're talking about their best-selling survival food kits. Uh, designed to last for 25 years and taste fantastic. I mean, there's just no two ways about it, but here's the thing. I had the folks over at Four Patriots set up a special page just for you guys, people that listen to Tap Into The Truth, and that's fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. The reason you want to Go to that page first so that you guys can see this week's deals and discounts. Now, you might wonder, what does that really mean, Tim? Well, let's take a look right now. I'm going to go ahead and pull up, and here is what on the emergency preparedness deal page today. Uh, it, it looks very similar to the last time we visited. We've got the favorite, my favorite item right now that I'm going to have to go get. I haven't got it yet. This is at the top of my wish list. They're running a deal on the Solar Go fridge. Okay. They showed it off on Fox and Friends a little while back. It's a fantastic item. They're running, it looks like, about a $50 discount on it right now. And what's really cool is that if it is a little much for you, they do have payment plans available for some of their bigger ticket items. They've also got whole egg powder. Uh, number 10 cans, three of them uh, for a uh, great pack uh, combined together. Uh, awesome food. they got plant-based protein survival food kits. Uh, they've got a, an emergency go tote that contains several items that would be very helpful. You, you just need to go check this out for themselves. That's actually new this week. The emergency go tote was not part of last week's uh, special deal. The country griddle breakfast kit is still up there. Uh, really cool stuff. The Aztec Chili and Mango Survival Food Kit. Uh, tasty stuff. I've actually had the uh, the Chili and Mango uh, Chili. Uh, it's it's good. 
It's tasty. Uh, they've still got the sauna wrap therapeutic blanket up, the Patriot Power Blender, the Four Patriots Gardening Tool and Storage Set. Got some good prices on this. Uh, part of the that's actually part of the last chance item. These are things that are low inventory. Might be a while before they're back on. Uh, also in the last chance category, they've got the Patriot Power UV Disinfectant Power Bank. That's just. $11.20 right now. That is a huge discount. That is a great deal. Hurry and get that, okay? Do not let that disappear. Leafy Greens Hydro Garden Seed Kit, $9.20 for that. Last chance there. They've also got the Floral Pollinization Seed Kit. Now, you might say, what do you need flowers for? Again, it's right there. Pollinization. Helps draw other plants. You've also got uh, last chance for the Patriot Pure UV Phone Sanitizer and Charger. Uh, for Patriots Bountiful Green Plant Food. Uh, Patriot Pure UV Wand. And they've also got the, uh, the Vital Swing Therapeutic Wellness Machine. All right. Check that out. Uh, the Patriot Pure Sanitizing Solution Machine. It's also part of the last chance efforts there. Uh, find the best deals at Four Patriots. You don't want to miss out on their solar power and their survival food deals. Incredible value, the items that you can actually use, and check back in the deals. And what's really great about from here is you start out here, you find the stuff that's last chance, great product, but then you can also go up here and shop the rest of the site. Okay? Trust me. If you need anything to be prepared when things go sideways, this is, should be your first and probably your last stop. They've got great prices on great products, and they've got really phenomenal customer service to go with it. You can check out all the reviews while you're there. They do a fantastic job. I, I love these guys. They're based out of Nashville. They've got the warehouses in Utah, so the can get you your stuff no matter where you're at. The only thing you run a risk of is uh, these low inventory items running out before you have a chance to order. So get to it one more time. That's 4patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. That's the number four. Don't try typing out the word four. It's the number four. Just 4patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. All right. So... What's next on our agenda, boys and girls? Well, I think I've already teased it enough that most of you, if you've been paying attention to the news today, you already know where I'm going. We had some top Hamas leaders that were, well, dealt with in a permanent fashion. <laughs> there was a senior Hamas leader that was killed by an airstrike in Beirut, an attack that Lebanese officials are trying to pin on Israel. Uh, at this point, at the time that I started recording, Israel had not, what's, what's the word, taken credit yet? But a lot of intel sources kind of hint to the fact that it was Israel. And Israel would be completely within the right to do so. And it makes sense that they're not publicly acknowledging that they did it because this would also be an escalation and an expansion of the conflict, and an expansion that's completely legitimate in so much as uh, Beirut, while it's in Lebanon, 
is still where they were holding this meeting. Coordination between Hamas, Hezbollah, and according to some sources, Iranian officials as well. Now, the Lebanese state media claims that several people died in the blast that was carried out by an Israeli drone. And the Associated Press uh, has reported that the Lebanese state media has given far more details with what appears to be an extremely exaggerated death count. So we'll see what happens. Now, officials with Hamas and Hezbollah said that uh, this senior Hamas leader was among the dead. So, you know, mission accomplished. That was the idea. They're trying to destroy Hamas right now, and they need to send a strong message to Hezbollah as well, who's been trying to shoot rockets into Israeli territory from the northern part of the country since this incident occurred, leading to the war between Israel and Hamas. Like I said, Israel hadn't taken responsibility for the strikes yet, but the blast does come as Israeli forces continue to fight Hamas in the Gaza Strip nearly three months now after the group's terrorist attack on Israeli soil that killed about 1,200 Israelis and led to hundreds more being taken hostage. Quoting here, Whoever did it, it must be clear that this was not an attack on the Lebanese state. This, according to Mark Regev, I believe is the pronunciation, an advisor to the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. He was speaking, of course, to MSNBC. And uh, according to Reuters, he said also, whoever did this, did a surgical strike against the Hamas leadership. Now, I'm not going to uh, attempt the Hamas senior official's name at this point, but he was reportedly second in command of Hamas and served as commander of the group in the West Bank. He founded the Hamas military arm uh, known as the Qassam Brigades which has carried out attacks against Israel for decades. Now, the State Department has said that this individual was linked to several terrorist attacks, hijackings, and kidnappings, and had offered a reward of up to $5 million for information to, on his whereabouts. I'm wondering now, if Israel doesn't uh, take responsibility for the surgical attack so they can claim the $5 million reward from our State Department. Anyway, what will follow the death of this Hamas leader? It's not immediately clear, but it could stoke an escalation in fighting as Hezbollah, which, like Hamas, is backed by Iran, has already warned Israel of a broader regional conflict, and the two sides have exchanged fire along the border amid rising tensions. Basically, what I've already said. Now, why does it matter, you may ask, if it's inevitable that it's going to expand, and unfortunately, based on the weak, spineless actions of the Biden administration, I am promising you right now, 
it's a guarantee that there will be escalation. So why does it matter? Well, this individual is the most senior Hamas leader that has been killed since October 7th. Acknowledged as much by an Israeli journalist who works for Axios and CNN. He said as much in a post, uh, Barak Ravid, I believe is the pronunciation. If my Tennessee tongue is twisting that a bit, uh, no offense intended, Barak. The, uh, quoting uh, from his ex-post, formerly Twitter, uh, the assassination which took place in the heart of Beirut, very close to Hezbollah's headquarters, could push the Lebanese militia to escalate its attacks against Israel. Ravid later added to his uh, post, quote, a senior Israeli official told me Israel is preparing for a significant retaliation by Hezbollah for the assassination, including by launching long-range missiles on targets in Israel. Bottom line is they're just getting ready because they know it's coming, but they were already getting ready for this. They already knew it was coming. So what is the big deal? Why does it matter? Well, it matters because Israel is still sending a message. They're sending the message that it doesn't matter where you hide. It doesn't matter where you go. You want to try to... uh, perpetrate these kind of actions against our people. We don't care what the rest of the world thinks. We're going to make sure that Hamas has ended. We're going to make sure that we do whatever it takes, whatever is required for us to rid the world of you as an organization. And if that means we have to go back into full occupation of Gaza, rest of the world be damned, come and try to take it from us. And that, whether you want to go out and chant from the river to the sea, or if you want to go out and chant free Palestine, or if you want to try to hold up traffic at airports in New York and get yourself arrested or at LAX and do whatever it is you want to do, whether you want to acknowledge, admit, or realize from a historical point of view and from a realistic point of view, that is the correct thing to do. Hamas does not deserve to exist. People that are going to be actively part of this organization have forfeited their right to be part of humanity by virtue of the actions they took on October 7th, but that was just an extension of the things they've been doing for decades now. They're not nice people, boys and girls, and if you want to get out here and support them and chant for them and whatever, then there's some serious questions as to whether or not you have a sense of morality. If you are so desperate to, to latch on to some mistaken idea of moral equivalency in this equation, then you don't understand moral thinking. There is no point in time where it is morally acceptable to break a ceasefire against the people who haven't been doing anything to you, but have still continued to do things for you, things that they didn't have to be doing, and you're going to go and kidnap people, you're going to violently kill children and 
old people and women. You're going to take them and rape them and abuse them and murder them. And then some of them, very few, you're going to release as a leverage point to get a bit of a ceasefire. And then when you run out of hostages that you're willing to, to give up, either because you think they actually hold some bigger value to you or because they died in your care and you're not prepared to admit that these people have died while you had them. Um, yeah, that's not the good guys, boys and girls. Well, 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 just tell me, how dare you be all Zionist? I'm not being Zionist. I'm being humanitarian. Hamas has done no favors for the people living in the Gaza envelope. Nor has Hezbollah done any favors for anyone in uh, Lebanon, or Jordan for that matter. These are individuals that rain terror and horror down on their enemies, and that includes enemies that might be within the borders of the nations in which they operate that might challenge them for a position of authority or power. They are terrorist organizations and should be wiped off the face of the earth. Either these people get the hell out of these organizations and realize there is a peaceful way to, to coexist, a, a phrase that for some reason I thought the left was all about. Uh, shouldn't you be encouraging Hamas to to lay down their weapons and try to coexist with Israel? Shouldn't you be holding those people that broke the ceasefire that had been in place since 2005, the year 2005. Ceasefire went into effect, and the whole time Hamas had just been working on their terror tunnels and letting Hezbollah shoot missiles at uh, them from the West Bank. Keep them busy up there. We're going to keep building our terror tunnels and and making sure that our infrastructure is ready for when we decide that we're attacking again. Because it was never off the table. It was never on pause. They were preparing for this attack this entire time. Was Israel doing bad things to them? No, they were just keeping the border safe. They were keeping the border locked up because these are not people who want to peacefully coexist. It's just not fair, Tim. It's not fair for you to paint all of the so-called Palestinians with such a broad brush. Well, how is it not? How is it not fair to paint them all with such a broad brush when the overwhelming number of them elected Hamas in the first place, and they did so knowing exactly who Hamas is. And even now, with everything that's happened, they still strongly support the actions Hamas took on October 7th. So explain to me how I'm oversimplifying. Explain to me how it's not fair to paint them with such a broad bush. There are so few among them that actually see this for the inhumane action that it was that I'm, I'm hard-pressed to, to accept your idea of who I should have sympathy for. I mean, Israel has done everything they possibly can to try to protect civilians, done so in fashions that are above and beyond what's required, and yet 
idiots around the world still say, oh, they're committing war crimes. And I say idiots because if you say that, you're clearly an idiot. You are flat out ignoring the reality on the ground as it exists there. And you're ignoring the reality of war. And if you go looking for a war against somebody that literally can stomp you into the ground, then you get what you deserve. In fact, they're they're going to end up getting off the hook pretty light. Israel has, within their ability, if they were as indiscriminate as so many people have tried to pretend like they're being, they could have just decimated all of the envelope within 48 hours. They could have done to Gaza exactly what Russia thought it was going to do to Kiev. They could have just rolled in, showed up, flattened everything, eliminated the overwhelming majority of them, and then just went in, mopped up, and then turned it all into the next series of freaking Israeli cities on the ocean uh, and turned them all into the next Tel Aviv. They could have. If that was their intention, they would have done it a long time ago. They would have never left Gaza if their intention was to try to rule over these people and to be the offensive occupiers that they're constantly being accused of even now. The total historical ignorance of what's going on. And you've got these kids out there saying there's only one way, Enfinata. They don't even know what the word means. I think they they believe they're ordering a Taco Bell. It's like, no, not empanada. And besides that, most Taco Bells no longer carry the empanadas. It's not empanada, it's enfada. And enfada means a violent overthrow. It is, again, a call for the genocide of the Jewish people. And they've made it clear time and time again, they're not just satisfied with the ones living in what's currently Israel. They want to get all of them. And then they want to come after everyone else that's not the same type of Muslim as they are once they're done with the Jews. That's the plan. Believe them when they tell you who they are. They've been telling us for a very long time now, and we still continue to ignore it. And we have a group of young people that are somehow romanticizing who these people are, and these same people are now believing somehow or another that Osama bin Laden was a great loving man who was a philosopher who understood the struggle. The jihad is real, boys and girls. Don't believe in the whitewashed version of what jihad means, because jihad is more than just the struggle. It's the militant struggle to convert the entire world. That's what jihad is to these people. They're Twelvers. That's a big part of the reason why Iran supports them like they do. And if you don't know what a Twelver is, and you're not prepared to take my word for it, then by all means, do your own research. But actually check some legitimate sources, please. Stay away from CNN. Stay away from MSNBC. Uh, you might even just want to go look and read for yourself a legitimate translated version of the Hadith and the Quran. Just reading it will tell you everything you need to know about who the Twelvers are, what they believe, and why they believe that their ultimate goal is to destroy Israel, then the United States, then the rest of the world will follow. One 
worldwide caliphate, and they think they're going to make it happen. This is part of their effort to make it happen, and they believe. And why shouldn't they? Because, again, they're seeing the spineless response from the Biden administration. And unfortunately, in this case, the spineless part isn't in support of Israel. It's in standing up to the radicalized voices within the Democratic Party. Joe Biden was told a few weeks back that, hey, you're losing. You're losing the young base. Why are we losing the young base? They don't like that you're standing up with uh, Israel. So since that moment, We've seen equivocation. We've seen wavering. Now we've even seen a Maryland Democrat senator got some folks mad at him, but uh, he decided that uh, the he decided we're talking about Ben Cardin from Maryland. He chairs the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. He sent a December twelfth email saying that he would not move forward with the. MASA Act, the M-A-H-S-A Act, writing that Iranian-Americans activists at this time, our office will not move forward with this bill. What was this bill? Well, it was a bill that uh, basically denounced the theocracy of the Iranian regime, uh, informed that he would stall the bill that was designed to move more sanctions against individual leaders of the Iranian government. Why? For decades of human rights abuses. A completely legitimate thing. He, a Democrat in the Senate, decided that, uh, no. No, we're, we're going to hold this up. We're on the side of the Iranians. We're on the side of the Houthi. We're on the side of of Hezbollah were on the side of Hamas. And as long as the Democratic Party continues to move in this direction, only more bad things are going to happen. Something has to be done sooner rather than later. Should be done right away. Some of these people that aren't willing to stand up for America's interest, and it is very much in America's interest to see the Iranian people actually rise up and overthrow the theocratic government there, as they've tried to do a few times. Uh, they tried to do it when Barack Obama was president. They mistakenly believed that Barack Obama was actually a liberator that believed in liberty, somebody that believed in freedom and would want to restore freedom to Iran. He's not. He wasn't. He never was. In fact, he's probably, uh, although his version of Islam that he was exposed to, I don't know that he's a Twelver or not, but he certainly seemed to be more friendly with the Twelvers than he is with, say, the Saudis, for example. Does it matter? Not in the least. Doesn't matter at all right now. But you... Consider that right alongside with what's happened on our southern border and the people that have just come across unvetted, being transported all throughout the country. Well, then there's a good reason for you to go visit our friends over at Vanish Holster. Uh, again, I, I don't want to 
suggest that you need to be out here being some kind of vigilante and that you should be doing terrible, illegal things, but you should be prepared. Don't be afraid. Be ready. And whatever you do, don't let an uncomfortable holster be the thing that puts you at a disadvantage if that horrible, terrible, very no good day occurs where you have to stand up and defend yourself, your family, your friends, your neighbors, or yes, despite the best efforts of the left, even your property. You have a right to protect your property. Don't be at that disadvantage because of discomfort. Look, the Vanish holster, I promise you, you're going to love the Vanish holster more than any other holster that you own. And the reason why is because you can use it to carry almost any gun that you own in absolute comfort. It's so comfortable. In fact, you'll forget you're wearing it. That's why they call it the Vanish holster. It's revolutionary, really. It fits 99% of all semi-automatic handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions. And it lets you conceal two fully loaded magazines. And all that is part of what sets it apart. It's part of what makes it so awesome. But that's still not the best part. The best part is that it comes with a money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it as much as I think you will... Then you can get all your money back with a hassle-free return policy. Now, I don't think I have to point out to you anymore. I, we, we've made it pretty clear, and if you've just been paying attention, you know criminals are way more emboldened than they've ever been. And the threat of terrorism on American soil is looming larger than it has in decades. don't know how many times I have to say that, but get the message. Don't make the mistake of not being armed just because your holster is uncomfortable. Please, be ready. Don't be afraid. Be prepared. Go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P right now. That you use the backslash T-A-P-P. does two things. It lets them know I sent you. And more importantly for you, it activates automatically a $40 discount, which you'll find comes in very handy for you. Go now so that you can have a holster that makes it a pleasure to carry all day, every day. That's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. This is Ed Dowd. I'm with Finance Technologies, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. The recent decision by the Colorado Supreme Court to disqualify President Trump from the 2024 election in the Buffalo State caused the political equivalent of upsetting a hornet's nest. Hello, I'm... Ron Edwards, on today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. The politically motivated, unelected justices of the Colorado Supreme Court ruled that the people of Colorado cannot vote for President Trump for the 2024 presidential election. The leftist justices relied on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which states public officials who have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States may be barred from the ballot. 
The problem, however, is that President Trump absolutely did not cause or encourage an insurrection, nor did any of the innocent J6ers who remain to this day in the brutal gulag-style U.S. prisons. This politically motivated travesty will only serve as an ever greater wake-up call and motivation for sincere, sovereign Americans who will seek providential guidance and wisdom in a successful effort to wrestle away this republic from the harbingers of darkness, doom, and tyranny, and restore our status as one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. I'm Ron Edwards. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... And while you're thanking America, uh, allow me to thank all of you. You can also just uh, skip some of this and go straight to MyPillow.com backslash T-A-P-P. Let them know that I sent you. You'll still need to put in that promo code, but it will automatically lock that promo code in for you. And it will take you to a page that's showing still some of their best deals that are currently ongoing. Like, taking a peek right now, the MyPillow mattresses. Uh, right now, they still have their Christmas special going uh, for the mattresses. You can save uh, up to 40% plus $100 off. Uh, the MyPillow toppers are uh, up uh, as well. The best sheets ever, best price ever available. The MyPillow 2.0 is up as well, 50% off there. The My Slippers, they've got the entire range. Uh, the six-piece towel set is showing up there. Kitchen towels are up there. Roll and go anywhere. My pillows, uh, my coffee, uh, along with a, a free go anywhere pillow, goes along with that exclusively on my store. Uh, also, still part of the extended Christmas special, the down comforters they've got. Uh, the my pillow bathrobes are there. Uh, the twentieth anniversary special edition uh, pillows that we just talked about still up. Uh, pillowcases, the MyPillow dog beds, the accent pillows, uh, the complete sleep system, MyPillow's pet blankets, uh, the slide sandals. Uh, those are some pretty cool looking sandals, by the way. Uh, they've got a body pillow now with the pillowcase. It's uh, pretty awesome. Uh, just all kinds of stuff right there at MyPillow.com backslash T-A-P-P. But if you don't see what you're looking for from there, you can still shop the rest of the site. Once you move from there, just don't forget to use promo code TAPP, T-A-P-P. -P. Uh, 
Otherwise, you're going to miss out on some savings, and it's some pretty daggum good stuff. Anyway, uh, let's continue with the break. Hi, this Hi, is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say I got to wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yep, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at RedBalloon.Work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschetz from RedBalloon.Work. Check us out today. This is Gordon Knight with Deep Seek Diaries. You're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with me through that very brief break. I do, of course, have one more thing to try to sell you on one more time before we uh, go to the final segment of the day. And that is, of course, to remind you that given the nature of Bidenomics, you probably need a hedge against inflation. You probably need a way of protecting your hard earned wealth, whatever how much that happens to equal to, gold and silver, probably uh, one of the better ways you can go about diversifying and protecting that wealth. If you've been thinking about adding gold and silver, or maybe you don't understand how physical gold can help to diversify and protect that wealth, then you need to give my gold company a call. I'm, of course, talking about the folks over at Harvard Gold Group. Uh, no connection to Harvard University at all. 
Uh, they are five-star rated across the board by the Better Business Bureau. They make it easy to buy, easy to sell. They've got a low price guarantee, and they offer up to $15,000 in free promotional gold and silver with a qualified purchase. And all you got to do is call for your retirement account free investor guide. You can do that today. I, I would recommend it sooner rather than later if you haven't already. And it doesn't even matter if you're just looking to protect your retirement accounts or you just want to have gold in hand. Call Harvard Gold Group right now at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-4653. Or you can visit them online at harvardgoldgroup.com. Just make sure that you mention promo code TAP, T-A-P-P. Use the promo code if you're online. If you're on the phone talking to somebody, they should ask you where you heard about them. Be sure to tell them. Tap. Tim Tap. Tap into the truth. Tell them any of those things. They'll know instantly. They'll be all like, yeah, hey, yeah, we, we like that Tap guy. He's, he's doing a good job telling all you folks about it. Uh, if they don't say that, uh, you be sure to tell them that I'm doing a good job telling you guys about it. In the meanwhile, going into 2024, uh, the, the ongoing efforts to create the digital dollar that will end your financial privacy, you're going to need hedges against everything the government's up to. Gold and silver are a great way to do it. And if you remember to use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, or to mention TAP or TAP into the truth when you're talking to them, that will qualify you for an additional $250 in free gold or silver on top of any other promotional things that uh, you qualify for that does still require a qualifying purchase. But please, for for your own well-being, just give them a call. Again, that's 844-977-GOLD, 844-977-4653, or make that quick little trip online to harvardgoldgroup.com. Either way, it's a good thing. Trust me, it's a thing that you should be doing. All right, let's get to uh, today's final uh, segment. Now, I had wanted to talk a little bit about a piece from Becky Noble that's up over at Red State, talking about East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, Joe Biden still hasn't made a uh, trip there, although the White House still claims that they're going to at some point. But before going there... There's this other story that I came across, and I think it's important to discuss. And the reason is because of the fact that we're still seeing lawfare being used against individuals who took a stand for states' rights. It was just unpopular. And even now, among a lot of conservative uh, places, it's an unpopular standpoint now because we're talking about somebody that refused to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples after the Supreme Court of the United States decided back in 2015 that uh, equal protection means that gay marriage, same-sex marriage, is the law of the land, which, again, that's not really what they decided. Now, for those of you that are not automatically clued in to what I'm talking about, 
Uh, some of you may remember the name Kim Davis. She's the former Kentucky clerk who, in fact, did refuse to issue marriage licenses. Well, she has been ordered to pay $260,104 in fees to attorneys who represented a couple that challenged the fact that she wouldn't issue them a marriage license. Now, despite the fact that Davis's attorneys arguing that the fee requested by the same-sex couple's lawyers was excessive, that didn't stop U.S. District Judge David Bunning from uh, saying that the uh, former clerk's lawyers exaggerated uh, the, uh, the logic. This, according to the Lexington Herald-Ledger, the $206,000-plus in attorney's fees is in addition to the $100,000 in damages that a jury ordered Davis to pay uh, David uh, Ermold and David Moore, the same-sex couple who won the lawsuit against her last September. Davis's attorneys are expected to appeal the ruling, and uh, I would like to think they'll have some success, but given the current political climate and the lack of the judiciary leaving politics at the door and only abiding by the law, I don't think it looks very good for Kim Davis. But at any rate, uh, Bunning, the judge in this case, said, quote, they sought to vindicate their fundamental right to marry and obtain marriage licenses, and they did so. Okay, why does that mean that a $260,000 plus bill has to be paid by somebody that you've already ordered $100,000 in damages to? And how did we get to $100,000 in damages? I mean, this is a story that's kind of been percolating behind the scenes. It's not like Kim Davis has been in the headlines since then. She's been under a constant slot since then. When I made the point in a piece that I wrote way long time ago that she was really just standing up for states' rights. Now, this particular ruling is the latest in a more than eight-year legal struggle for Davis, who happens to be an evangelical Christian who was the county clerk in Rowan County, Kentucky. And uh, in 2015, uh, this is when she last held the position, uh, she got into some trouble shortly after the Supreme Court's landmark decision in the Obergefell versus Hodges, which, of course, is the one where they ruled that same-sex couples are guaranteed the right to marry under the U.S. Constitution, which is a fraudulent assertion. And I'll visit that again here in a second. Davis made headlines after the decision uh, when uh, Ermold, I think, is the proper pronunciation for David's last name, but then also David Moore, walked into Rowan County Courthouse, followed by journalists and protesters seeking to obtain marriage license. And in order to avoid issuing any marriage licensing to same-sex couples, uh, which Davis said was against her religious convictions, she refused to hand out marriage licenses to any couple 
at all. She just stopped issuing them. That way, uh, equal treatment under the law was actually being followed. After entering the courthouse in September of 2015, uh, they asked Davis under whose authority that she refused to issue the marriage license. Uh, this according to a report from the New York Times. Her response, which is probably not appropriate uh, under the circumstances, although I'm quite certain she meant it and uh, under a different set of circumstances would be completely acceptable, she said, under God's authority. Now, it <clears throat> I get in a lot of trouble, even amongst conservatives, especially amongst conservatives, on this topic when we discuss what happened. Because Davis was thrown in jail for five days for contempt of court. And then the couple's marriage licenses were issued by a deputy clerk after Davis's name was removed from the form while she was in jail. The former county clerk also sued by another gay couple whose license she denied, but a separate jury didn't award them any damages. That different jury actually had a better idea, a better concept of what was actually involved with the law here, I think. Davis lost her re-election bid in 2018 to Democrat Elwood Caldwell Jr. by eight percentage points, which is significant. Uh, one of the men who Davis refused to issue a marriage license to also ran in the primary against Caldwell Jr. back in 2018, but came up short. So after his primary loss, he then said that he'd prefer Davis win the election over Caldwell Jr. So obviously some bad blood uh, arose there. He did say, quote, I just want him to lose. I would rather Kim Davis win. At least Kim Davis has the integrity to stand up for what she believes in. Elwood Caldwell. Caldwell is a liar. Now, I include that in the conversation because that should tell you uh, everything you need to know. But is this legitimate? Is this a perfectly legal situation? Is it appropriate that she should have to pay those attorney fees, which are obviously ridiculously high, given the fact that we're talking about a $100,000 reward. Why is the attorneys not getting their payment from their winnings? Now, I'll grant you it's not at all uncommon for the losing side of a case to have to pay the attorney fees of the winning side. It's usually part of the judgment. It doesn't normally have to be ordered separately. But for the love of Pete, at what point is this individual expected to be able to pay this when she was upholding her personal religious beliefs, but also she was taking a stand, whether she realized it or not, for states' rights in an effort to push back against federal government overreach. And I would like, if you will allow me, and I'll try to leave a link in the show description if you're listening on one of the Spreaker-related a link to the piece. Uh, let me read what I wrote on the topic all the way back in September of 2015. Uh, you can only find this on the Tap into the Truth website. It was not published anywhere. This was before 
I started actively looking for publication again outside of my own stuff. I was still trying to draw everybody to the website, but uh, again, uh, well, just let me read it. We'll get through it, and then uh, if there's any time left, we'll comment a bit. Today is September 1st, 2015. Kim Davis once again stood defiant against the recent Supreme Court opinion that many wrongly believe legalized same-sex marriage nationwide. Davis is the Rowan County clerk who stopped issuing all marriage licenses in the days after the Supreme Court opinion, citing her religious beliefs as the reason for not issuing them to same-sex couples. Yesterday, the Supreme Court denied her last-ditch appeal, asking that they grant her asylum for her conscience because of a federal judge's order for her to issue the licenses. This morning, she was faced with the life-changing moment of truth. She had to choose whether to issue marriage licenses, define her Christian conviction, or continuing to refuse them, denying the federal judge who could hit her with fines or order that she be hauled off to jail. She decided to stand by her Christian faith and face the consequences, whatever they may be. A brave choice under the circumstances, but one she should have never had to make. The issue of same-sex marriage at the legal level is really a very simple one. The federal government has no authority to control or regulate marriage of any kind. There is no constitutional right to marriage guaranteed to anyone. The extent the federal government has any say in defining what criteria must be met for federal tax purposes. And for those that would argue that the Equal Treatment Clause of the 14th Amendment gives same-sex couples all the same privileges as bestowed to opposite-sex couples, I would remind you that the legal standard for equal treatment is identical treatment, not fair treatment. If both heterosexuals and homosexuals are denied state-recognized recognition of civil unions based on marriage to a person of the same sex, then that, in fact, does meet the identical treatment standard. Yes, I know that the Supreme Court has given an opinion that would be contrary to that statement, but their opinion and the rulings of any other federal judge or court is a huge overreach on their part, and as one would expect, they have moved to try to further that extra constitutional power, hoping that we, the people, won't challenge. With no federal authority over marriage, per the Constitution, the power falls back to the states and the people. I would argue that no government has any authority over marriage, that it is in fact a spiritual union between the people involved and God. But the states decided decided a very long time ago that they had need to define their criteria for recognizing civil unions that they would also refer to as marriage for various legal 
purposes. Pursuant to that end, the states were well within their rights to establish those criteria in accordance to the will of the people of those states, which then brings us back to Kim Davis and the state of Kentucky. In Kentucky, same-sex marriage is not currently legal. In fact, the state has the Defense of Marriage Act written into their state constitution. Their state constitution defines marriage as a union between a man and a woman in Section 233A. The language was approved by the voters of Kentucky with almost 75% of the vote. These facts make issuing marriage licenses to same-sex couples against the law within the state of Kentucky. Regardless of anyone's feelings on the issue, the federal courts do not have the constitutional authority to force Kim Davis or anyone else to violate that current state law. The entire Kentucky state government should be standing with Kim Davis, not because of support or lack of support for same-sex marriage, but because of the federal government's attempt to override their state sovereignty. There should be outrage by every citizen in this nation that the federal court system has refused to hear those cases, citing the fact that it's simply not a federal issue. They just shouldn't be doing it. Why would they? The fact that this issue even got to the Supreme Court represents a willful choice to ignore the limits of the federal courts placed on them by the U.S. Constitution. I personally am indifferent on the issue of same-sex marriage. I don't care what any state decides to set as its criteria in the establishment of civil unions that they'll call marriage. But I do care about the law of the land. The Constitution is the prime directive for this nation. The Supreme Court does not make law. It renders opinions which on occasion have been reversed about the constitutionality of laws. The states themselves have the constitutionally upheld means of nullification to fight federal overreach when all else fails. So all of this comes down to working within the system or trying to trash the system following the law or pushing an agenda at any cost. The activists that have been working so hard for so long to get same-sex marriage legally recognized in every state should continue their efforts to change the hearts and minds of the people in each state, not try to force it on people who don't agree with them. I understand the desire to take the shortcut because it's hard and it takes too long, but if your cause is as noble as many of you feel that it is, then isn't it worth doing it the right way? Stop trying to short-circuit the Constitution and force your will on others. Just go back to work if you really believe in it. I stand with Kim Davis, not because of the government, sorry, not just because of the government overreach, but also because of her courage. She has made a stand based on her faith. She has let her moral compass guide her in a very tough situation. I applaud her and would hope 
that even those who hold different beliefs than she can appreciate and respect her stand. I would ask that all liberty-loving, freedom-cherishing Americans join me in calling for the Kentucky state government to stand behind Kim Davis, for the federal government to back off, and for the same-sex activists to pursue their goals in accordance to the state-by-state efforts of the past. If the people of Kentucky decide to change their law in regards to same-sex marriage, then Kim Davis will then be forced to choose between honoring her faith or doing her job. But until Kentucky does that, she should continue to do her job in accordance with Kentucky state law, and the federal courts should get back to federal matters. All right, so that's got to be it. I ran just a little bit long, so I hope Doug doesn't get too mad at me when he has to uh, pivot a bit for the purposes of rebroadcast tomorrow on the Vera Network stations and formats. In the meanwhile, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. Evil is powerless if the good are unafraid.